I'm not going to lie to you all. These days, I am feeling so calm and so positive about my business that sometimes I can't even believe it. It honestly feels like Self-Made Mama has really hit a sweet spot when it comes to hours in versus profit out, which, let's be honest, is the dream for anyone with kids they actually want to spend time with. And today on the podcast, I'm sharing with you one of the biggest lessons I've learned while getting here, as well as all of the many mistakes I made along the way that slowed me down and got me stuck. I'm Melissa Rogers, recovering supermom, corporate dropout, and CEO of a successful online business that I built from scratch with a baby on my hip. Through lots of trial and more error than I'd like to admit, I built a thriving company that impacts thousands of busy, high-achieving moms around the world and gives me and my family a life and future that we had only dreamed of before. I created the Self-Made Mamas podcast to bring you step-by-step strategies and inspirational stories that will help you design a business that gives you the life you really want and the future you've been dreaming of. If you are an ambitious business mom or one in the making, you're in the right place. So let's get to work. I've been thinking a lot lately about my business. In many ways, I feel that Self-Made Mama has really hit its stride lately. We're growing month after month. I'm able to work less and less while collecting more profit. And most importantly, we're impacting hundreds of new people every single month with our content and products, which is kind of a dream. This feels amazing, but it has really pushed me into a state of reflection. What did it take to get here? How could I have gotten here faster? What could I have done differently? And what do I really need to change moving forward? One theme that keeps coming up over and over and over again, as I kind of percolate on this, is that I should have stopped starting over. So let's dig into that a little bit, because I know this is something that you guys do as well. When you're first starting out in your business, you're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall. Um, I actually call it spaghetti season with my clients, because when you're first developing your offers and you're first sort of pulling together your messaging and figuring out where your sweet spot is, you are basically just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks, what the right offer is for your audience, um, what the right audience is for your offer maybe. Still, you're still finding your feet as a business owner and you're kind of clarifying your messaging still. So you're in the ideation phase and that phase is really exciting. Coming up with something and launching it is super exhilarating, super fun, and it's also safe. It's really safe because while you're mapping out an offer, while you're branding the offer, when you're talking about it on Instagram or wherever for the very first time, that's pretty easy. Like you're not likely to be rejected. Even if nobody buys the offer, you will get some interaction on it. People will be excited for you. It won't appear to be a flop. Um, And you can even detach completely from the outcome. You can just say, I'm putting this out there and I'm going to see what happens. You're just trying it out. So in those ways, creating new things is really safe and it's really fun. And if we don't get the result we want, what do we do most of the time? We just create something else. But that is the critical error. And that's what I really want to talk to you guys about today. So for the first couple of years in my business, I was kind of the queen of launching new things and then never selling them again. So I knew how to get a really small group of people really excited about my new offer, how to really serve them well and sort of have them buy into it. But then I would set really high expectations for the first round in terms of sales. I would inevitably be disappointed because I hadn't actually done anything to get the sales that I was hoping for. And then I would sort of pick holes in the offer until I never launched it again. And none of this was public. Nobody knew that this was going on, but this is sort of what would go on in my head behind the scenes. So here's an example. In 2018, I spent dozens and dozens of hours building my very first online course. 
And I had, I think about 10 people sign up, which is incredible. My audience was tiny back then. And I think I charged something totally ridiculous, like $500 for this enormous course with 12 weekly calls or something like that. I I can't even remember completely, but obviously like $5,000 in sales was not enough to carry me through three months of delivering on all the promises I had put into this program. So by the end of it, I was super exhausted. I was totally distracted because I had had to take on other work after the first month. And I convinced myself that my course and my idea was crap because I had personally built up all this negative energy around it. So instead of taking what I had already created and relaunching it and refining it, I set it aside and I started building a new offer. And in 2019, I sort of built out and launched the phase two of that product. So not a refined version, but like the next steps. And I launched it. And then again, I exhausted myself delivering it because unfortunately, right around the time that I was due to start delivery on this product, we very unexpectedly had to move back to Canada from Spain uh, for a family emergency. So we basically re-immigrated in the middle of the delivery of my second sort of big digital product. And this burnt me out so badly that I decided again, this wasn't very good and I didn't launch it again. So if you are keeping track, we are now at two very comprehensive curriculums that I had spent probably hundreds of hours developing and sort of refining prior to selling them, and then just kind of left to collect dust. But by the fall of 2019, I get all my years mixed up, sorry. By the fall of 2019, I was actually in my third trimester with my littlest son. So like the clock is ticking. I'm having a pre I'm about to have a preschooler and a newborn. My husband is still training out of province. He's not going to be back for a few months. And I'm really trying to set myself up for an easier 2020. That's what I kept telling myself, which is kind of funny now because I obviously did not know that there was a pandemic coming right after my second baby was born. But anyway, this baby was very, very big. He was sitting really, really low. And my three-year-old was extremely challenging back then. So basically I looked like I was 40 weeks pregnant at the beginning of my third trimester. Like everybody that saw me would just go, oh my God, you're so pregnant because he was just, he was so big and so heavy and so low and it was extremely uncomfortable. But bed rest was not an option because I had a preschooler sitting still really ever was not not an option because I had a preschooler. So basically by November of 2019, I was really struggling physically and I was very mentally drained because I was essentially solo parenting while pregnant. So my first instinct when I was sort of trying to plan for the baby and plan for 2020 was to create a new product, which had been always my go-to. I'm just going to create something new and I'm going to launch it. And again, that felt very safe for all the reasons that I described earlier. But very luckily for me, I was way too exhausted to be creative. And I literally could not come up with a new curriculum if I tried. Like my brain felt like Swiss cheese. I had baby brain to the max. I was overtired, not sleeping very well, all those fun side effects of having a baby. Um, And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with something new. I didn't feel inspired. I didn't, I couldn't do what I usually do and sort of systematize information um, and develop it into curriculum. I just couldn't do it. So instead, I ended up against my will, sort of slowing way down. And I stopped creating new things because I just didn't have the creative capacity. And I focused on closing the loops that I had open. So sort of finishing up projects that were on the go 
at the end of 2019. And then I took on a few last minute projects with payment plans just to sort of help pad the first few months with baby number two. And other than that, I just kind of thought all the time. And I know that sounds so silly, but I really spent most of December and January and February, my littlest was born mid-January, just thinking. I would just sit on the couch nursing and, and thinking or walk, like take them for a walk and think and think about what I had already created and the impact that I wanted to have with everything I'd already created and the problem I wanted to solve. And by the end of February in 2020, I felt like I actually had a clear idea of what I wanted to do. And I realized that I had these two curriculums that I had already developed and they worked in tandem with each other. And they just needed a little bit of updating and a little bit of tweaking and probably a little bit of additional support on for the people taking it. And at the time I had invested in a high ticket group coaching program to help me scale a course. And I had, I had invested in it to kind of give myself a, a kick in the ass to, to finish my product, whatever it was going to be to, to create my signature product. I really just wanted to have one thing that I was known for and that would be streamlined. And that's how I came up with the self-made mama society. But what I did was I actually took these products that I had already created and I updated them and put them together with some coaching and, and different, you know, sort of tools and templates and resources, put them all together. And based on the, what I now know to be very questionable coaching inside that group program, um, I packaged it up and sold it at a very low monthly rate on a sort of like a 12 payment plan. And so that was the first iteration of the society. I packaged it up and I launched it with a webinar in spring of 2020. And I just launched to my warm audience. Uh, I didn't run ads or anything like that. So I ended up having uh, a few dozen really amazing women from my warm audience join, which was awesome. But I very quickly realized that the way that I had structured it for myself, the way that I had structured sort of like the payments and the way the revenue was going to come in wasn't actually aligned with what I was delivering in the program. And again, because I realized this, my first instinct was just to scrap it. it was It was just to start over because I was like, oh shit, I've done this wrong. I'm, I'm going to need to start over. And I had to force myself to, to stop. I had at this point, I had a baby that was a few months old. Um, I had my preschooler who was still, he's very, very high energy, very, very high needs, super challenging. And, um, thankfully less so now, but, um, at the time it was really, really difficult. Uh, my husband was just getting back from his training out of province and things were a bit chaotic for us. And I just, I had to say to myself, no, this is not, we cannot start over again. You need to stick with it. And so what happened is that I didn't really have the capacity to relaunch it at the time. So I just, stuck with what I had already created. I kept delivering. I kept showing up for the girls inside the society that were already there. I kept refining what was inside and sort of working on the way that I was presenting that offer or the way that I wanted to present that offer and working on how I could best support the people that joined so that they would get the maximum results. So I really shifted my focus to not only what works for me, so like what is the ideal setup for me as a mom with two young kids right now, as somebody with other streams of revenue that take a little bit of management, what is 
the ideal way for me to deliver this so that the people who sign up for it get the absolute best results and get the most possible out of their investment. But I am still sustained by the work that I'm doing inside this program. And that took the better part of 2020 to develop. So this is not something that I sort of, this is not a realization that I came up with and all of a sudden everything was sort of fixed and I, I had it figured out. It took the better part of 2020 for me to sort of work through all of my fears and work through all of the little roadblocks that I had created for myself and, and to develop something that felt really perfect to develop a group coaching program that encompassed the curriculums that I had already created, uh, allowed for them to evolve and be updated because let's be honest in the online space, things change super fast and also allowed for the lifestyle that I wanted and the revenue from this product that I needed for as a businesswoman, as a, as a company right? The revenue that I needed to get out of this product in order for the effort I was putting in to be viable. It took me almost the entirety of 2020 to figure that out. And I was only able to do it because I stuck with the product. I didn't scrap it. And everything in me wanted to just like ball it up and throw it in the trash and start again with something shiny and new. But I had done that too many times before and I knew that that wasn't serving me. And I feel very strongly that if I had continued to relaunch my very first product over and over again, that it would have been easily a multiple six figure product. But I didn't, I just pushed it aside. I started a new thing. And, and so I tried to learn from the mistakes that I had, um, that I had made in the, in the past. I I tried to learn from my own errors, you know, my own trialing. And, and I put that into effect when it came to developing what is now the society And in sticking with it, in refusing to throw it out, in continuing to show up for the women that had committed to me, even at some of those women came in at a very, very beta price of, I think it was $37 or $57. I can't quite remember, but it was a very, very beta price, like 12 payments of $57 or something like that. And this is a high level group coaching program now. Like we are on Zoom every single week. They're getting customized support in the Facebook group. They are getting thousands of dollars of online business curriculum. So like, congratulations to my beta girls because you guys hit the jackpot. But, you know, continuing to show up and continuing to evolve the program and to do so with their support and their buy-in as well was incredibly valuable. And I'm super grateful for them. But by sticking with it, I've now developed this program that I am so incredibly proud of and so happy to show up for and one that actually pays me the way I need to be paid in order to keep showing up for it. And I would never have got there if I had started over. So the point of this episode and the point of that very long example is that too often we start over because we're afraid to stick with it. And I think that we're afraid to stick with it because we don't trust ourselves. And I know that when I was in the early years of my business, I didn't trust myself to launch. I didn't trust myself. My life was very chaotic a few years ago. And I didn't trust myself to show up every week. I didn't trust myself to be consistent. There were, there were so many ways in which I showed that I didn't trust myself. And that led to me starting over and scrapping the work that I had already done instead of sticking with it and allowing it to evolve and allowing it to hit its own stride. 
And I really, really feel when I look back at the last five or so years, the things that I have stuck with, the things that I have, you know, ridden out the highs and lows, the things that I have really dug my heels in and said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this. Even if it sucks, sometimes I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep showing up. Those are the things that are now allowing me to work a couple of days a week and make a really substantial income and unlock a really amazing future and lifestyle for my family. Those are the things, nothing, none of the new shiny objects that I, that I went and created or, or tried to develop. None of those things are the things that are the big money makers in my business. The things that really have now sustained me and the things that light me up, the things that make me so excited to get up in the morning and the community that I've created around my product, that is 100%. That is the stuff that I created in my early days and stuck with. And so that's kind of what I want to leave you with today is that often when we start something, it doesn't go exactly the way we want it to the first time or the second time, or maybe even the third time we put it out into the world. And often it feels awkward and uncomfortable to keep selling something after the launch. There's something about the initial launch energy that again, feels very safe and it feels very exciting. But then when we move on to sort of doing it over and over again, so say you choose a launch model and you have to keep launching it, but you maybe you're not getting the sales that you want. Like I'm going to be totally transparent with you guys. I held a webinar for the society a few months after launching it, I think. And I hadn't figured it out yet. I hadn't nailed my messaging yet. And I just, I didn't bring the right energy to it. And we used the wrong lead magnet to attract people into my audience. And what happened was I got on a Zoom call with a bunch of amazing women and I taught my webinar and I knew at the very beginning of the call, I knew that none of them were the right fit for the society. And it just zapped all of my confidence and all of my sales energy. And I still have relationships with many of the women that attended that webinar. It was a super, like, it was a fun session. We had lots of great conversations, but it didn't result in any sales because none of them were the right people for it. And I was not bringing the right energy. And that was 100% on me. And now if you ask me to stand on a stage in front of 2000 people and give a presentation and sell the society, no problem because it's evolved to the point where I know it inside out. I love it inside out. And it's accumulation of everything that I have been working towards for the last five years. So that's the result of, of not throwing it out. That's the result of, of not starting over right? If I had started over with a brand new product, we'd be back at square one. But instead I was able to stop doing that, take all of the things that I have already created, update them as needed, adjust them as needed, you know, bring them up to to 2021 or 2020, I guess it was at the time and put those to work for me and put myself to work with them. And that has led to an absolutely amazing work-life balance, an amazing time in profit out balance and a really amazing experience when I come and work on my business because I get to show up for these incredible humans who are showing up for me and for each other and to learn. And I get to help them grow their businesses, which is my favorite thing to do. I saw a meme the other day that said, my favorite sport is watching other women make money. And that's 100% how I feel. I'm so passionate about this. And I hate it when people say that I'm so passionate, but I am so passionate about it. 
And it's my favorite thing to do. It lights me up. I could talk about this for hours, but I wouldn't be able to do it in this way that fills my cup instead of totally draining it if I hadn't just stuck with what I was doing. If I hadn't knuckled down and committed to the offer that I wanted to really hang my hat on and just stuck with it until I was able to evolve it to the place that I wanted. So that's what I want to leave you with today. I hope that was helpful for you guys. I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Self-Made Mamas podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe if you want more content like this and leave a review if you like what you hear. You can find more information about working with us at theselfmademama.com or connect with us on Instagram at selfmademama underscore. I can't wait to chat.